Ferrari are back and maybe for real this time. The first race of the 2022 season dominated by the by the red cars from Italy and a double DNF for Red Bull. An absolute disaster that I wasn't laughing at. <laughs> this is the Final Corner Podcast. My name's Colin and I'm joined as always by Nick. Hello. And by Tom. Hello. Did you enjoy the race? Thoughts of Ferrari. <laughs> it, yeah, was, it was good. It was good to see the previous promise of it being a close fight between Red Bull and Ferrari actually come true. Mm. That's a fair point. The testing analysis was Ooh, Ferrari Red Bull, and that was correct this year, which I, I is always a punt. I think in the last episode I had a rant about not looking at testing times. That that <laughs> proved me wrong in a way because. Um, these guys were dominant, although a lot of the pre-season testing analysis did put some other teams that were at the back, maybe towards the middle. So you can never, never get it right. Yeah. But anyway, good race, good race. That was the answer to the question. Ross Brown was quite happy afterwards because it looks like the new cars were able to follow a bit closer, and Kevin Magnussen, who's probably the best judge of this since he's not raced in a F1 car in a couple of years, said that they were much easier to race than the mm. previous cars, which it's only one race in, but at least that's a, it's a positive sign coming out of race one. Yeah, slow corners, I think, is the big thing, because they don't have a lot of downforce in the slow corners now, and that's where they were losing out massively before. Mm-hmm. It seems, on the whole, a positive. The slipstream effect seems to be less. And so, weirdly, mm. maybe DRS is the right thing to do. Oh, Wow. That's that on the road. Uh, well, I said maybe, and it's one race. <laughs> yeah, short term, definitely, I think. Yeah. You've got to still have it, I think, while they're testing things out, because yeah, who knows what it'll be like. The next track is a street circuit, which isn't necessarily representative, and the few races after that should be a clear review. But certainly, they're, they're closer, and they can follow, but for me, my, the main takeaway was there's actually still field spread that because mm. some teams oh, yeah. have really nailed the rules. Like I think a lot of people were thinking, new rules, everyone's going to be close and jumbled up. It's not quite what's happened. There's there's almost two, three different leagues of performance now. It's, they still have the same problems that they had before in terms of they can't be too close for too long because they overheat the tyres and all the brakes. The brakes, yeah. That's what Red Bull was happening to Red Bull in the yeah. middle of the race, I think. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you wonder if the FIA should have been a bit more prescriptive and like break going, mandating certain sizes because you know everyone tries to go yeah. as little as possible. But I, overall, I, I, I certainly love the look of these cars, especially going around at night. Mm. I thought they looked amazing. Same, they look spectacular, yeah, definitely. They're very sleek and they look fast when mm. they're going still, which helps because some of the camera angles and the way it was filmed made it look really slow. I don't know why. I don't know, maybe that was just my opinion. But I was like, wow, they're doing 200 miles an hour and it looks like they're doing 150 or 130 or something. Mm. Uh, so it's good that the cars are visually dramatic, aggressive, purposeful. Any other adjectives? No, I'll leave you with those. All right. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> I think the Mercedes looks better when it's moving than it does sitting still. Oh, okay. So that yeah, it definitely looks better when blurry. Yes, <laughs> and you don't see it. Doesn't just like a melty chocolate bar. 
But I suppose before we get into the race and everything, there was another bit of news. The FIA released a report on Saturday morning, which didn't really say anything. Other than it kind of was a mistake. The people who made the mistake are gone. We've got new people. And uh, yeah, hopefully that's the last we ever need to talk about last season. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Move on. Yep. So, Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, first qualifying. I think everyone was a little bit confused about where people would lie if people had shown their mm-hmm. real pace and it turns out that Aston Martin, Williams and probably McLaren have got it wrong so far Latifi was last and Miles last mm. um, Stroll was 19, Ricardo 18 Hulkenberg out qualified in his teammate despite only driving the car for two days That was. and then Tsunoda dropped out in Q1 hmm. yeah I I bought qualifying twelve whole pounds or eleven ninety eight or something. <laughs> Ouch! Um, and I'd forgotten that it's just not that exciting. But it's, <laughs> but it's very interesting to see the form. When you watch the full qualifying live, I still think that the format is a bit drawn out. But uh, I really wanted to watch this because the first qualifying session of new rules is super important, and it gives you a yeah. A semblance, semblance of form. However, as we said, certain cars might suit different tracks. To see McLaren down there, you're like, oh, you almost expected Ricardo because he's had no big testing. He's just come back from COVID. He might not be feeling great. He had some issues in practice, didn't he, as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to see the whole team struggle, that was the biggest shock for me. I think they had issues in testing, but people still thought, oh, yeah, but it's going to be quick, right? Yeah, and it, and it just wasn't. Yeah, the issues were carried over still though because they still haven't been able to replace the parts that were causing issues. Mm. They've got to do some kind of compromise with the parts they've got until they can get it fixed in time, presumably for Australia, because I don't think they'll even have it in Saudi. That's still a disaster, though. Oh yeah, but there is still the possible hope that they will at least move forward somewhat when they get uh, this stuff. I've got to say that for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm with you there. Sorry, that's pretty uh, facetious of me. Like, let's hope there is some latent pace within that design philosophy, and it takes a few tweaks to unlock it. But the problem with for the McLaren is everyone else is also making a few tweaks. Yes, and getting further away. Yeah. Whereas Aston Martin, I believe they were saying that they believe. Also, don't know how true um, that they were losing up to three quarters of a second a lap because of having to run the ride height higher because of the bouncing. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but the, the problem with that is you can't just... That's not an easy fix, I don't think. Surely the bouncing is part, no. is a, uh inherent design flaw. Exactly. They have to redesign how the airflow goes around Oof. the car. So that could be quite a long-term fix. Yeah, they were very slow all weekend. Mm. Really. But for Hulkenberg, fantastic result. Yeah. Give that man a drive. Yeah. Bear in mind, I don't think he even drives anything else, does he? So, uh, <laughs> other than trying, Mark Higgins trying to teach him how to drift in the uh, James Bond Aston Martin, I don't think he's done anything, really, other than his COVID sittings. He did say on the grid walk that um, he was racing only five days ago, but I don't know what that was. Oh, well, actually, can we edit that whole part out, then, if I'm completely wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he not do push racing? 
not sure. I just, that's all he said, and I didn't. He's won Le Mans with Porsche, it. but that was a long time ago, and I don't think yeah. he's done anything else since. Right. Well, ah, that's annoying. <laughs> Google. He also might be in Saudi as well because they're not sure if Vettel will be. Well, it's, it's soon, isn't it? That. Yeah. Hmm. He did an IndyCar test last year. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was with McLaren, and he said no. I remember that. Mm. He can't be particularly high profile, then. Q2, and it was Joe Guan Yu in 15th, Albon, then Norris, Schumacher, I think, can run his highest ever qualifiers in 12th, and then Esteban Ocon just missed out on the top 10. I think it was... Joe was a bit disappointed, I think. Finished so far being Bottas, but first race, don't know. Mm. If that ring really matters, first race, to be honest. Nah. Schumacher, nah. though, has clearly got a bit of a challenge on with Kevin Magnussen. But Definitely. I think it'll be a good learning curve for him, getting someone who's actually competitive pushing him. Yeah, he hasn't had that at all. And someone made the point as well that um, if Magnussen wasn't there and it was still Mazepin, would we be saying how good the Haas looks or would they still have been nearer the back? No, I think we sort of would have heaped praise on them to get into Q2. Yeah, with Mick, definitely. It would still have been amazing, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm fully agreeing with you both there. Like, uh, having Magnussen as a teammate can only make Schumacher better. Uh, it must be very... Now we know that the yardstick wasn't very high last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the main takeaway for me, which was disappointing from Q2, was Albon was really over the moon and happy with P13. Suggests to me that yeah, Williams that Williams knew from test. Maybe Williams thought from testing that they were the soist. Mm. Uh, he said uh, yeah, something but- after the race, like, "Oh, you know, it sort of correlated, but was a bit better than what we thought pre-race uh, weekend." So clearly, they had really big issues that were perhaps. Uh, well, I did see some websites and outlets say that they were the slowest they felt. They weren't in the end, so they suppose in race setup they exceeded that expectation. But it's sad because this was the chance, the clean sheet of paper to sort of jump back up. Yeah. Doesn't seem that way. It's interesting. No, it's interesting because in the Drive to Survive episode with Williams, George Russell was talking about, you know, a clear out of the team and was maybe needed and thought that the new team principal, your guys at Yosker. Yosker Pito, my favourite. Yosker Pito. Yeah. Who seemed very downbeat all weekend when it cut to him. Yeah, but if if they're talking about last season about wholesale replacements in the team and moving staff on and everything, you can probably see why they were thinking about it. Mm. But if they've got it so wrong again, I mean, yeah, uh, it's a, that's a yeah. disaster for them because then they're just being bought out with quite an you know, ambitious investment company. It's, it puts they a lot of pressure on everybody. Yeah, exactly. It puts a lot of pressure on everybody. Mm. I think. However, at the same time, it, maybe last year they didn't. They were in a similar pace if you look at especially at the start of the year uh russell and latifi didn't score points for quite a few rounds did they at first so Mm -hmm. it's not over but then it's just they're not leaping for championships or even top tens but if you look at Haas, if you look at the relative change of pace Mm. even with extra wind tunnel time or whatever it might be for Haas, it's still a massive net game yeah and alpha yeah, mm. who we thought, I think we all thought we were going to be oh, yeah, we got that wrong. nearer the back than they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Q3 was Gasly, then Russell, bad out and for him. Uh, then Alonso, Kevin Magnussen, P7, somehow. 
Bottas, P6, mm-hmm. alongside his old teammate Hamilton, with Perez, Sainz, Verstappen, and Leclerc took the first pole of the year by mm-hmm. over a tenth. Big gap. So the Ferraris are back. Yeah, I know it's only one tenth, but like uh, over Verstappen, that's a big gap, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And Max was moaning all qualifying about how he was wanting to set up the car and his <laughs> outlap compared to what the team wanted. And that was a theme of the weekend, really. Yeah, that carried on to the race. Oh, yeah, Max was moaning all weekend. It, it was like he'd taken a step back three years and he was like the petulant teenage Max again. Yeah. Wow. It's like, why, are you, why are you so stressed? Because he's got it's number one, one on the car now. Mm. Mm. It puts a certain precedence or expectation. Perhaps. Perhaps. What do I know? What do I know? Uh, on Magnussen, so you mentioned they qualified seventh. He had a technical issue with the... Was it the gears or something to do with the gearbox? In Q2. So in Q3, oh, he yes, only did, he did one yeah. run and had to stop immediately yeah. after that run, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten so about that. So it, could have been, it potentially could have been better because that sort of plays a mental game and also... You could have had two cracks at the whip. Mm. Yeah. If it matched his Q2 time, he would have been six. I had a Bottas. Ah, interesting. Oof. There we go. So he was, he was three and a half, ten slower in Q3. Mm-hmm. So if it had matched that, he'd have been right behind Lewis Hamilton. Right. So the future world champion, Kevin Magnussen. <laughs> after, <laughs> after this one. Race. I bet he's tired now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sainz just lost out in second by 0.006 of a second behind Max. Wild. Yeah. Wild. So, and then there was Perez. Ah, uh, what's the gap feeling. between Perez and Verstappen? So it's just uh, under three. Two and a half. Two and a, yeah, it's two and a half. That's closer than last year. A lot better than last year. Yeah. 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 That's what he needs to be doing every week now. So fair play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Russell in the early stages looked like he'd slot right in behind Hamilton but uh, I think he he messed mm. up these final lap or didn't get an optimum lap I don't know if it was his mouth it was something like that I, I think he went deep at turn one didn't he yeah. yeah he lost nearly a second in the first corner I think mm. not ideal because qualifying no. Mr Saturday etc etc <laughs> I can't remember what it was he did but he said that um, he tried something on the last run with the outlap and whatever it was did not work and when he got to the first corner he had no grip from the tyres uh, it, it's only first race but there seems to be this theme about what you do with the tyres this year on that outlap or that first mm-hmm. lap whether you go too aggressive or too I don't think anyone's worked it out I know Max has got the criticism for his vocal yeah. radio messages but it seems like that's the thing everybody's struggling with and maybe they're only playing the Max clips right or maybe he's the only one shouting in public during the event and everyone else is still complaining yeah. behind the scenes yeah Disappointing for Ocon, just quickly, because I think Alonso yeah. qualified him a fair bit, and as we saw in the race, it was actually the reverse in terms of their pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ocon's never been the best qualifier, really, has he? Mm. Not been a bad qualifier, but he never stands yeah, out right. in quality. Yeah, right. Any more quality? It was fine. <laughs> it was worth yeah. £12. Was it? it was fine. Was it worth £12? Oh, uh, no. Oh yeah, go on. Twelve pounds for the race as well. No, no, no. So uh, no, because I watched um, both Sky and Channel Four put out that like extensive highlights uh, later Ah. on in the day, and so I watched those. But the the which makes me not a true Formula One fan. I I realise, and I (laughs) Uh, apologise. I'll just recap on that. I reverse it like a politician. It was worth it 
not from an excitement point of view in general, but just to see the form and have a palpable sense of anticipation for the year ahead, knowing that there's at least two cars right at the sharp end. That was good. By the way, did you see any of the F2 nonsense? Oh, I only watched um, the highlights no. of one one of the races, and I, I, you've reminded me I yeah. need to go back and watch. Was it F3 as yeah. well? I've, yes, I've seen the first F3 and the first F2 race, but I haven't seen any of the other ones yet. All right. What happened, Colin? No, no, go on. Uh, well, F3, the race winner lost uh, after he'd finished because he was ignoring track limits. Got a five-second penalty. Ah. Yeah, that was the first race. Yep. I saw that. And then F2... Uh, two cars pitted at the same time and both of them left the box with three wheels attached and blocked the pit oh lane God. at the same time. Oh, my word. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was either the same lap or the lap after each other, basically. And they both went out and the wheels went flying off. Goodness me. So, I think that everyone's struggling with the big wheels because I noticed in F1, well, the pit times are a bit slower as well. Yeah, F2 had the big wheels last year, though. Ah, you're right. They were bought in a year early. There's no excuse then. Yeah, <laughs> they had a full year to practice. So race F one, um, what happened? So race, <laughs> race start, and it was a pretty even start at the front. Leclerc holds off Max. Mm. Uh, Bottas gets a shocker, which is <laughs> oh, Valtteri. yeah, de rigueur. <laughs> Complete new car, new engine, new clutch. <laughs> it's the same as last time. <laughs> Uh, so he went backwards, which is a bit of a shame. Significantly. Since he qualified so well. Yeah. It yeah. was like a big. Mm. That, that must have seriously compromised his race. Hmm. Yeah. I think Norris got forced out wide and he lost a bunch of places. And then Ocon pulled a Tom move on <laughs> poor Mick Schumacher. Hey, uh, <laughs> just, trying oh, to, yes. just trying to cut the inside curb. Like, there, yeah. was, there wasn't a gap. Like, no, it there was wasn't. a mad move. It's not even like an overtaking corner, unless you're fully alongside, right? Yeah. yeah. But there was no damage that... properly on either car, right? Yeah. No, Mick said afterwards the car didn't feel right the rest yeah, of the Yeah, his toe's probably knocked out or camber or something, right? But I meant in terms of there was no front wing falling off, was there? No. No, there was. They seemed stronger because there was a couple of bits of contact and normally it would just fall off or... So I'm undecided if that's good or bad. Because if it's really strong, like Formula mm. E, you just end up with bumper cars. It's, oh, oh, it's the British touring cars of the world. Yeah. But then if you uh, <laughs> end up with them too brittle, then it's like Alfa Tauri last year. So hopefully it's this nice medium thing where there can be a bit of contact that doesn't ruin the race. But if you're an idiot, it does ruin your race. Mm. Yeah. So we'll see on that. It was a good 360, though. Oh, wasn't it perfect? Like, he gets the yeah. wheel, he's in gear. It's like, wow. Stunt driver career after Formula One. So also been watching Mazepin last year. <laughs> winning, yeah. winning from the Master. Uh, Ocon, I think, got a five-second penalty for that, which was totally fair. Did he serve it in the uh, pit stop? Yeah. Or yes. Post right yeah. Because I, I missed the I missed the, yeah, he'd had the penalty really until so. after the race. Oh, did he? Yeah, and considering Mick finished eleventh, that move probably mm. cost him points. Mm. Which would they wouldn't have been his first points, would they? I think he got one or two last year. No, no, he didn't get no, anything. No, he didn't last get year. anything. Pass got no, nothing. Right. Point. He, didn't, he didn't. So he's still so not have been his first points. Would have been. And um, it was interesting because the first lap, I spotted in the background. I didn't see the spin or anything, but I was like, why is there a huge gap between like <laughs> yeah. halfway down the field and everybody else? And Alex Albon was it? It was like what? You can't be that slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the penalty though, as um, did you see the new guidelines from the FIA just before Bahrain or? This, just is this something about. where you've got to be majority alongside or something weird? It is, but it's more the fact that if you gain an advantage by doing something wrong or running off the track, etc., you have to sort it out yourself. It's up to you. So basically, yes, they will... stewards haven't got a job in that respect. Well, now the point of it is, I think, is that before it was always Michael Massey saying to them, you need to give that place back. I see. Oh, Whereas okay. Now so they're but... saying if they don't do it on their own, they'll just get a penalty. There's no warning. Right. So in that respect, the, there is a rule in British touring cars. Why first reference? Where or oh, maybe second actually? Where yeah, second. Yeah. <laughs> if you bump someone and you get past, if you redress yeah. it, it's fine. So it's kind of like that yes. anyway. And it, it makes sense. It could be better as long as they uh, enforce it properly, because the drivers aren't going to give it back uh, if they're going an advantage. But if they keep getting penalties for it, then they'll just have to do it. Yeah, I mean the the tricky thing with the redress is you don't want another Bathurst one thousand two thousand six. Am I right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, caught me off guard, but you've redressed my memory. Yes, definitely. Nick, what happened on that one? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> it Onwards. sounds like the Matniawira is all I can think of. <laughs> as as everyone's homework to YouTube, that that's a good one. Uh, Hulkenberg was relatively competitive um, mm. for a little while, but then it, it noticed they break themselves trying to overtake. I think one of the alphas and that let Stroll through, and that, that killed his race. Well, once yeah. Stroll is through, then that's priority for the team. I'm not certain yeah. that happened here, oh, but yes. that definitely is what happens. Yeah, mm. Magnussen had some good fights, but again, he outbreaked himself in those. Twice, didn't he turn one a couple of times. Yeah, uh, mm. but it was good to see. It was good to see him fight. I love how Haas are now the pocky underdogs when last year everyone hated them. <laughs> yes. So I love that it's turned 180. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I think. But it was good to see Magnussen fight and fight clean. I mean, you've got to yeah, bear in mind, not, no te- well, very limited testing, right? Rusty, mm, it's come from three sports days, cars. Yeah. So it could be even better soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His pace in an F1 car for not driven in 14 months is incredible. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so it can only... I, 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 if we're going to dive into task quickly, I slightly have worries of a false dawn. Let's not say that yes. they're back. We've we've seen that before many times with Formula mm. 1, with the first round especially. Magnussen himself, his only podium was his first ever race. So yeah. that's, a, that's a great <laughs> example of what can happen. But you'd, you'd hope that when he's up to speed, he will be better, even if I don't know what the car update scenario is and other teams improving and stuff like this, but um, let's not hope it's one of those where they've designed a great car but then don't develop as quick as other people. Mm-hmm. I think for at least the first half of the season they'll be fine. Exactly. They'll be a solid midfield team. I agree but with yeah, that. But yeah, after that. I feel like Magnussen locked up once or didn't he at turn one and lost a position and was a bit scrappy. And then was it then? Yeah. I think it was Hamilton. Oh no, it might have been Russell tried to have a dive. And he's, I felt like he let him through a bit just for the benefit of his race. Yeah. But I wasn't bemoaning him for that because I think a few laps early he'd locked up and you don't want to ruin the tyres completely. So he gave him the white no, exactly. And at that point, to be honest, I thought he was going to fall a bit further down the Same. field and he just came back again. So Yeah. And, and in retrospect, maybe he couldn't have, he didn't need to let through the Mercedes. He could have stayed ahead. But then mm. 
another element was maybe he felt like he'd outbreaked himself and didn't want to lock up again, so he just sort of eased off. It seemed uh, they kept talking on commentary about how hard it was to unlock the wheels. Yeah. Um, why would that be different? I don't know why. That because they're bigger and heavier? Yeah. There must be, because mm. the only things that are different is size, weight, and tyre tread thickness. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, it must be the additional weight. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, yeah, you've seen, we've seen that in testing, I think. Uh, in particular, there was a shot of an Aston Martin. It locked up as if it was on water, but it wasn't. You know where, like, oh, <laughs> there's still lack of blading off, and then finally they got grip, but it was in the dry. When they, when they locked mm. the front axle, yeah, it's weird. Well, one to watch, and maybe, I think that, I think everybody's aware of that, and that's why maybe Magnussen and maybe some other drivers are just sort of running wide a bit. It looks quite lazy, but it's better than locking up. Yeah, mm. well, plus the cars themselves are heavier as well. Yeah, that's true. Which puts more strain on the tyres. Yeah, they've raised the minimum weight again last week. Mm-hmm. Which I always find weird, but because I think yeah. uh, Aston, no Aston's Alpha were the only ones that were able to hit it. No yeah. one complained, basically. All oh, right. That they had done their job properly, and everyone else hadn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, pit strategies: the McLaren started on the medium, didn't really work for them. <laughs> no. No. Uh, both Mercedes went on to the hards. For the second stint, didn't really work. Hamilton lost the place coming out of the pits because he put on the brakes coming out and just went straight. Yeah. So, as as you mentioned earlier, tyre temperature's a big problem for them. And I think they said the blanket temperature's dropped this year. Yes, that's, well. yes. that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Especially the rears, I think, have dropped. I, I like that, though, because... Yeah, I do. There's an, ele- an extra element of... I'm not saying there wasn't skill before, but... There's an additional element of skill needed to judge the balance of the vehicle on cooler tyres. I mean, after a few rounds, they'll get used to it, so maybe it doesn't make a difference. A, f- mm. a few years ago, DTM did this whole thing of no tyre blankets, and it was absolutely wild. They'd come out, and it was like driving yeah. an ice. But then after a while, it felt a bit too uh, fake. Um, so this seems to be a nice balance where Hamilton made a mistake, right, and then it was... Well, the blankets are gone. Oh, sorry, have they? So what? Sorry, Nick. No, sorry, just what you was going to say. Yeah, I think it's next year that they, they get burned completely. Right, mm-hmm. okay, so it, what you might see then is cars get, being extremely skittish, but then the novel and causing some incredible position changes, but then the novelty wearing off after a few rounds. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's mm-hmm. a prediction. Uh, first pit stops for the front runners, I think Perez. No, Perez sort of was second. Uh, Verstappen pitted on lap 14 and Clark responded on lap 15. I think there was about a sec- four seconds between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Max came out right behind him. I think got managed to get into the lead into turn one. and But Leclerc took it back into turn four in slipstream. Yes. And then basically runs and repeat for the next three laps. Yeah. So the straight line speed of the Red Bull is ridiculous, especially with DRS. Mm-hmm. It was coming from miles back. To, to get over take Leclerc and someone it was incredible how far back it was coming from yeah mm. there was one where I thought nah I think it was the last one and that maybe was a bit too far back I think Max had a wild dive at yeah, uh, walked up, yeah. yeah and Leclerc saw it coming there so that was fine well the the second one Leclerc said that he braked early to make sure that Max went past him before the DRS line clever so as he could come back at him down to turn 4 yeah telling you sim racing over the winter yes yeah. <laughs> Leclerc is pretty hot on that. 
And yeah, actually, yeah. as we're recording, I think he might be uh, part of a Ferrari eSports live stream that's happening to announce their season. Probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, when Leclerc first fought back down into turn, is it three, four? Three? Four. 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 Um, he, he chopped across the nose of Verstappen in the braking zone. I thought that's going to be an accident, yeah. but it, it was judged to perfection. Mm. However, it was yeah. risky. That was on edge. Yes, I, I jumped out of the seat like, oh, holy cow! Yeah, and it, it was, was the most exciting three laps we've seen two races was in a while that didn't end in some sort of FIA shenanigans. Just having two yeah. different drivers in two different cars. Yeah, there was no arguments about track limits. Nobody forced yeah, yeah, each other true. off the track. It was yeah. What do we both think about the track limits enforcement so far? Reasonably good. It's hard to judge. It was a bit naff in qualifying. A few people ran wide and their times stayed, but in the race, couldn't yeah, be tell. That, I thought that was lame. No, the only thing I heard for the race is I think Hamilton got a warning once, mm-hmm. but I didn't notice it otherwise. Someone definitely went wide on the exit of turn four, four wheels off the track. I think maybe on lap one. But I didn't see anything from it, and I can't remember no. who it was, so that doesn't sound factual. They always say on that <laughs> one that they let a lot of things go, though. Yeah. I mean, it's nice not to hear about track limit things, but we'll see what the consistency is like at the minute. I felt it was a bit spotty. But I did see that a load of cars were not using the curbs like they did last year. No. I don't know if that was track limits, or maybe that's just because they're so firm now. It definitely, actually, yeah. it's just it's just painful to do that, so no one does it. And the cars are much lower as well. So, And if they damage the floor now, it makes a much bigger difference to their performance. Yeah. Like the last corner, 14 and 15, would be, you know, basically almost four wheels off the track over the kerb last yeah. year. Uh, and this year it's just like, oh, the outside edge of the t- left tyre on the on the kerb for some cars. Yeah. Some cars seem to be different than others, right, in that respect. But, sorry. I digress. More interesting was the Leclerc Verstappen battle, wasn't it, Colin? You're right. Mm. And I just it was two drivers in two different teams with similar pace or cars that yeah. seem to be different strengths in different areas. That was yeah. the key thing for me. Same overall pace, but yeah, completely different way of getting to it. Yeah, and you want to see that. Yeah. That's why it's not a spec formula, right? Indeed. I thought Verstappen was a bit strange with um, the fact that he did the same thing two laps in a row. You would think maybe he would have uh, held back along the main straight to try and get him into turn four because then you've got the whole mm. lap to try and pull away again but yep. he didn't get a chance to try again no yeah because uh, yeah, Leclerc disappeared mm-hmm. yeah after his walk up couldn't get them and then second stops Max came out just behind Leclerc and then blew up over the radio over it uh, yeah. I think he, he said he was told to go easy on his outlap and he felt he could have pushed more and probably got ahead Christian Horner said after the race, even if he had got ahead, he wouldn't get Ferrari behind. Yeah. Which. Yeah, but he would say that. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's right, given the straight line speed of the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. It would have been a close fight if Max was the one in front. It's so weird to talk about a Red Bull being quick in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that proves the point of um, that the DRS is almost more effective because the slipstream is less effective. Mm. And maybe that accentuated that move. And, and and also, I think the Mercedes is struggling. Actually, all Mercedes power plant vehicles are struggling. Whether that's power or how it's... Haven't they got different fuel this year? There's something going weird there. Everyone's yeah. got or, a new fuel that has to be, I think, 10% mm-hmm. sustainable. Yeah, the E10. Yeah, E10. Like, the real real world is E10 mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so, 
Well, it could just be coincidence that the Mercedes-powered teams are struggling overall. Yeah, I'm but not sure. We saw at the end of the race with Hamilton and the DRS Open, he was not really able to get past Perez, even though he's right behind Perez. Well, Mercedes are running high downfalls, but that doesn't explain the other yeah. Mercedes-powered cars. Correct. So, maybe you're right. Maybe the Red Bull just has a lot of speed mm. in Australia. And apparently, supposedly, it's, it's the quickest in a fast corner as well. Mm. Which is what Saudi Arabia's full up, full of. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. There's a bunch of midfield. Kenny overtakes the first half of the race. Probably none I would pick it specifically. I don't know if there's any that stick out for you guys. But there was, it was just good to see them battling. Yeah. Wasn't it just everyone getting past Albon? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> was for a while. And then... And then Ocon made progress through the field as, as the race went on, right? Overtook Alonso and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, then Bottas got stuck behind Sonoda again. <laughs> they were falling on board with him like three laps and it looked like every time he was about to make a move and then he just didn't just like pulled back in behind Sonoda it was just like yeah. I'm just watching a repeat of Mercedes Bottas oh yeah like he, he, he didn't make a move I think he ended up that Sonoda pitied and got out of his way yeah Bottas can't seem to overtake still uh, so while his finishing position was really good in comparison to where it was after the first lap Mm. I think it was more a strategy play, wasn't it? Than uh, yeah, definitely pace and overtaking people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to criticise him for his finishing position, but no, no, brilliant. There's so many times, even the commentators were kind of like willing him on to actually make the move, and he never. Yeah, does. come on, come mm. on. Yeah, just chuck up the inside once, see what happens. Um, yeah, the race kind of died after that. There wasn't much happening, and then Gasly's. I think, do we call it a Red Bull power train now? Blew up. Yeah. No, it's a Honda racing customer team. It is classed it? as Red Bull powertrains, but it is supplied by Honda. <laughs> yeah, they've got a HRC yeah. logo, is it, on the car? They do, but it's like still bad. Honda racing Bull, customer weirdly. or something? Hmm. Yeah. It's a bit odd, but yeah. I think there are still Honda staff working on it with the there new is. Red Bull staff at the factory. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's probably going to be hard. Cushion Horner's not going to have an engine to moan about for the first time. <laughs> yeah, to me, to me, it feels like um, this pure speculation that it basically is the Honda development people and stuff. But Honda doesn't want to maybe be seen publicly to be investing in Formula One so much anymore. Yeah. In times of economic strife and uh, electrification in road cars and emission stuff, so it's like a a backdoor thing. It's kind of like Mugen was back in the day. Yeah. Because they pulled way. out, and then they said, um, "Yeah, we well actually we won still now. Build so it for a year do? or two. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, we've got a chance of winning. Mm. Yeah. So that brought the safety car. I think both Mercedes had just pitted like a lap or two before, mm-hmm. so they they missed out on a on a free stop. I think if my memory's telling me right." Yeah, or a few cars anyway. Just paid. I can't remember. Maybe it was the McLarens. I'm thinking of Verstappen had as well. Yeah, I think it may be the McLarens who had just paid. Mm-hmm. You'd think I'd take notes at this point. We've been doing it two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Verstappen's but, car was really? damaged in the pit stop as well. Yeah, was it, it? wasn't one of the track roads that the damage yes. when they dropped it. That's what was. Oh, is that why the steering issues. issue was right? I see. Which is a bit worrying that they can damage that so easily in the pit stop, but. One thing I noticed, it's pretty boring, was that the Red Bull <laughs> wasn't the quickest in the pit stops. Or uh, Ferrari was, yeah. uh, at certain times, quicker 
and that was uh, a clear marked improvement as well not just pace of car but pace of pit stops yeah definitely because Ferrari have always been a bit lacking in that the last few years I feel like there was a half a second difference between Max's final stop and Leclerc's mm. in Leclerc's favour something like this yeah yeah, anyway, sorry, Gaz is set on fire. Gaz is set on fire, safety car. Uh, everyone pits, but Max picks up the damage. Um, mm-hmm. So he isn't really able to attack Leclerc at the restart. Sainz is able to atter- attack Max, though. Gets yes. close. I think Max is saying that his steering just wasn't responding the faster he went, which is scary. It would help but, if he wasn't sat next to Leclerc on the uh, corner entry at the safety car yeah. restart as well. Yeah, yeah, he did mess up the restart there. Yeah. yeah. Well, not mess up, but he was outfoxed by Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he did that to Hamilton and Abu Dhabi, but it, was completely, it wasn't at the point where he was about to floor it. Yes. So he just, he just gave himself a stupid angle at the corner. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Shallow angle, yeah. Signs <laughs> took him into turn 10, I think. Oh, cardinal numbers. Anyway, the one at the end of the second DRS zone. Turn 11. Oh, okay. Um, He took him there, and then as they're going down the back straight, Max pulls to the side and slows down. Mm -hmm. They were blaming a fuel pump, but I think it's coming out afterwards. It wasn't a fuel pump. It's something else. Fuel-related. wasn't a battery. Ah, fuel-related. Did you use that old uh, chip pan oil instead of yeah, because yeah. I think they were kind of hinting it was the FIA spec part that was faulty, but kind of oh. came out afterwards that well, it hasn't been that on any of the three Honda cars. No. So he pulls into the pits, which puts, I think, Hamilton up to fourth, Russell's up to fifth yeah. at the restart as well. And then not much happens the next couple of laps until the final lap where... Hamlin's trying to get past Perez, but can't really catch him on the straights. And then Perez just spins through turn mm-hmm. one as his car completely conks out in the middle of it. It's almost like the engine seized or something weird there. Yeah, I, th- I think it pretty much did, but um, that was also a fuel problem. Interesting. They believe it's On both problem. late in the race. Yeah. Hmm. There is talk of the fact that Red Bull didn't actually do any long, like, full race distance runs in testing or practice. Um, and that the new fuel apparently behaves quite differently when it's in a low uh, low fuel in the tank. Oh, right. But yeah, they believe it was a fuel lifter problem, is the rumours anyway. It hasn't been confirmed by Red Bull. But if it is that, that's a Red Bull part. Hmm. I see. Either way, double retirement. Yeah. Spices up the season from a jealous point of view but mm-hmm. obviously from their point of view not good Max was fuming after the race yeah but he, he was saying that basically these are I've had these engines for a while now this shouldn't have been happening but it's like it's a completely different fuel it's a completely different car design it's the first race of a season you know if it's yeah. going to, if you want if it's going to happen you want it to happen now so of course I was I was I was surprised at how angsty he was all weekend yeah it seemed unnecessary unless I just don't don't understand stress. You can't win the championship at round one. No. No, indeed. But Hamilton somehow gets a, a podium. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. I was thinking about this. I was thinking that 
If he if he finishes fourth in every every race in the first half of the season and wins a few at the end, he's probably still in championship contention, right? Oh yeah. Because Ferrari and Red Bull will take blows out of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he's just there, as long as he's their car is reliable and consistently the third quickest vehicle. Yeah. He's not out of it yet, but certainly on pace, I think they are. Yeah. The big worry for Red Bull is if this is going to be a recurrent fault next week. Yeah. Because they won't have time to have repaired anything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be similar temperatures, different track, but similar temperatures, high speed. Whenever there's something like this, they generally work their way around it somehow. Yeah, yeah. but free free cars where an engine problem in one race is there's going to be a bit worrying for them. Well, Gazzy's apparently was a battery that failed, and then that caused the fire. Always blue. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Sorry, he's 25 points yeah. behind the championship or 26. Mm-hmm. He'll get the fastest lap. He did, yeah. It's 26 points behind after one race. If it is a recurrent problem, it could be 50 points behind next week. Yeah. I just I was upset that it didn't show Christian Horner's face right away <laughs> on the pit wall. Uh, Not that I dislike the man, but it would have been nice to see. <laughs> Did you see him over the weekend with uh, Damon Hill saying that he thought that they were on the, the wrong end of all the FIA decisions last year? No. no. And Damon Hill just went, really? Yeah. You really think that? <laughs> He was like, well, if you balanced it out over the season, we were on the wrong end. He's like, what mm. the hell, man? Make yourself more likeable. Come on. Yes, I think not. <laughs> so, final finishing Leclerc from Sainz, Ferrari 1 2. I think their last race women's on World 1 2 as well in 2019. Uh, Hamilton and Russell. Russell just missing out on a podium mm-hmm. first race. Magnussen, P5, somehow. Awesome. Yeah. Bottas, P6. Great somehow. result. Mm hmm. Ocon beats Sonoda and Alonso. That was a good recovery from Sonoda, considering where they started. So, but fair play to him. And then well, how many Joe Pusey had? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Be> risk. <laughs> I hope he's. I uh, hope his car's not like an airplane or a train where yeah. he just dumps it <laughs> mid-race. I hope it was pretty risk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, Joe Guan Yu. Yeah, which is finished out the top ten for a point in his first race, which low key was one of the performances of the race. I think mm. low. It's all about expectations versus reality, right? But he was rightly over the moon. Yeah, with the I really didn't expect mm. much and of him, especially well in the first few races. Um, but he, he proved me totally wrong. Yeah, we well, yeah. Which is always good, right? <laughs> uh, Speaking so, of proving wrong. Just before I wrap up there professionally, <laughs> Colin, I'm jumping in. Yes. I've opened the predictions document because we did wrong. have a first in-race <laughs> crash. Colin said Yuki, mm-hmm. Nick said Stroll, and I said Albon. Yeah. Uh, it's probably Ocon, isn't it? Definitely yes. first in-race incident. I don't know if you so, call it a crash. Yeah. Did anyone have a crash? Did anyone have a crash? It's a crash where you damage the car. I don't know. Well, it was two cars colliding. I'm calling it a crash. <laughs> if it was just Ocon scraping the pit wall or something, yeah, and it carried on fine, then I would... Ah, is it a crash? Yeah, good point. I don't know. Well, in that case, no one crashed, right? <laughs> we'll keep it under review. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Ah, oh. We'll see what happens next week, where mm. there will be a crash yeah. at some point. 
We definitely got our pole position um, prediction correct. Did we all say Leclerc? No, I said Max. Ah, sorry, yeah. I know I did. I know Tom did. I couldn't remember what you I didn't was. write that one down. <laughs> I seem to remember what I said. I'm not writing that one down because we will remember it and I've forgotten. <laughs> I did predict for Stephen said... we'll get him in the race, but that didn't work. Uh, yeah, I had Max and Max. So I think, I, think yeah. I probably said Hamilton, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're all close. I think Nick. Mm. I think Nick and you both had to clear it for Paul. So yeah. Bonus, uh, bonus right, points for you. Thanks. Just to recap on that, Colin, you saying Max is potentially going to win the driver's championship. So, you, you know, it could do. And Nick, I, I've gone with, Hamil- I went with Hamilton. Not looking so good now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick did say Ferrari for the teams. Colin said Red Bull and I said Mercedes. Oh, mm. dear. Uh, and last in the teams, you both said Alpha. Yep. And I said Williams. <laughs> and at this rate, better. it's Aston Martin. Well, yeah, but it could be Aston Martin or, or uh, McLaren at this rate. Oh, God, I hope it's not. Uh, and Lewis Hamilton has not retired just yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's another 22 races to go, so. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, uh, probably our bit of news. It looks like Qatar's going to be the 22nd race. Ah, yes. Oh, joy. Because that was so exciting you know what? last year. I completely forgot that race existed until I watched Drive to Survive. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. They did go to La Salle. Yeah. 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 Not much, not much happened there, does it? There was stuff going on, but I just don't like that track. Yeah. Yeah. So the Vegas one looks like it'll be announced for next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. So there'll be three American races from now on. That's Netflix. And yeah. Stefano Domenicali has warned that some of the historic tracks are not confirmed to be staying anymore unless they improve the facilities so like Spa, Monza he's basically said improve your facilities or we're going to give it to some of the new people yeah which I thought was interesting and where Nick? Monaco which one? oh really? yeah build some new toilets or you're out yeah (laughs) these cars are going to be awful at Monaco (laughs) yeah that's very true well that's a very good point yeah do you know what though? That could be good. It could be actually like an endurance race. Mm. Monaco used to be. Everything's <laughs> too reliable, drivers included. Mm. You almost want the driver to, when they end the race, to be completely out of breath. Yeah. Which is what happens in IndyCar. At certain mm. bumpy tracks and stuff, that you know, they I think they're more physical to drive. Mm-hmm. Not saying they're faster or better or anything. Just saying there's more uh, strength required. They do do 4,000 laps in every race, so... They're, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and especially on ovals, if it was not 270-odd laps or something at the weekend. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I actually watched it live for the first time in a long time because it was on yeah. Sky Mix, whatever that is. Hmm. I think it's like a random channel they shove hmm. anything on just to sort of hook you in. Yeah. And uh, it was an interesting race. I'm not a huge fan of an oval track, but... Jimmy Johnson, an old NASCAR driver, actually did very well. Scott mm. McLaughlin from Australian Supercars led pretty much every lap until the final corner. It was mad. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 200 odd laps and then someone overtook, overtakes oh. you on the final corner. It was, it was wild. Uh, That's devastating. Yeah. But oh yeah, just on that, it is related. Uh, both Sato <laughs> and Grosjean were doing okay mm. until incidents. And Eilot and Lungard were average, but they were... Mm. It's their first ever over race, right? And they were in the mix. So very promising. It shows that you can go from F2 yeah. to somewhere else, not necessarily F1. And you probably get paid more than a Haas drive. So <laughs> worth yeah. keeping an eye on, I think. 
yeah, well, we'll run out of that through the season. I think the only uh, occasional was it St. Pete I watched last year, and I think I watched the Indy one. But I've yeah. missed I've missed a few already. I, I've only yeah. just watched this one recently, but the IndyCar YouTube channel has like five, six-minute highlights after each round. So that's definitely, you can sort of chew on that. Hmm. Okay, Saudi Arabia this weekend. Um, that's still on the calendar, so if one's oh, moral stance isn't getting too too good. Yeah. But I'd, yeah, I'm interested to see what changes they made from last year, if any. Yeah, there are some, but I don't know what they are. Yeah, have I they can't... moved it to Portugal? <laughs> would be nice. It would be. Oh, there's no Portimao this year, is there? No. No. Algarve, no. come on. Yeah, I'd happily no. ditch Saudi Arabia for that. <laughs> oh yeah, all day. Yeah. So Saudi Arabia this weekend uh, predictions. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> let me think. Let me think. I- I'm going to say Max for everything. Yeah. Max on pole. Ooh. Science for the win. Ooh. Science for the win. I hope mm. that's true. I should write this down now. Because <laughs> I've clearly our memories uh, shown from the last episode we did a few days ago, we couldn't remember what we predicted there. Well, the Red Bull's shown to be fragile to finish a race, yeah. So maybe they have to nurse it a bit at the end. Okay, well, you've got Max Paul Science win, I'm going Max for both. Colin, I'm going Max for both as well. There we go, right? It's in the spreadsheet. And we'll see if we're right in a week. Oh, actually, a few days from recording. Yeah. Yep. So, thank you both for joining me. Any more? Watch Magnuson win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any more from you, Nick? No, that's it for me. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Whoever the person is listening to this on their Alexa, well done to you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. See you later.